Welcome to another week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band, where we talk about two musical artists whose names sound similar, but the music sounds very different. This week we're talking about the Black Eyed Keys. Doesn't that sound like CeeLo? A little bit. Like okay. early, like the CeeLo when he did solo stuff that wasn't... Mob Deep CeeLo, perhaps? Or before? Sounds like Die Trying CeeLo. You ever listen to Die Trying? No, I It's a good song. It's, that's his best song. Well, I feel like now we're referencing already like the fact that they had like kind of an earlier hip-hop career. That was better, really? Uh, that's... I mean, it kind of depends on how you feel. It's, okay, it's true. Pre-Fergie. I am Jared. Caleb. Tyler, who cares anymore? No, it, there's like the same eight people listening to the same podcast. Why do we even say yeah. hello to them anymore? Yeah. Hello, people out there. You don't really. I mean, they don't really need to know well, us. Because like when anymore. you go visit your grandma, you only got the like they only got one grandchild, but you go say hello. Yeah, to there's her only every one time. good band. Band-Band. Hello, this is your grandchild. Just in case you forget, hello. Oh, I remember mm. you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but maybe she didn't. And then they ask you if you're still dating that girl, and you're like, Grandma, I have not been dating that girl for like five years. Yeah. Please stop asking about it. And they're like, well, what happened? I, I, we talk about this What happened to Grandpa? That's the question. Yeah, yeah. where's Grandpa? You're like, oh. Uh, Anyways, Black Eyed Peas. That's got peas. sad. Black Eyed Peas. Yes. Uh, I have been pretty excited to talk about Black Eyed Peas. Okay. But you have. Black Eyed Peas uh, have, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it now. Black Eyed Peas have an exceptionally large amount of good songs. Mm-hmm. It's dumb, like how they came yeah. out. Some may use so another word. Go on. No. Oh, are you in reference? He's referencing to dumb. It. Yes. yes. He's referencing that one. I don't like. Th- I don't like that you just did that. That's not very nice. Well, um, that's the reference that they. What do you think they're talking about? No, they're saying started. No, they're not. Yeah. In the, the in the But remix. what I'm saying is that the yeah, okay, but what I'm saying is is that started versus what they said is different than dumb and what you said. It's true. You're trying Those to use it very dumb yeah. things, different things. You're trying to use it to equate to dumb, but they're using it to equate to let's just get silly up in this place. That's true. I don't know about that. That's what they're doing. To get silly before they get silly. They talk about epilepsy in there too. They do? Yeah. Don't you don't remember that, that line? No. There's an epilepsy line in that song? Yeah. Keep talking. I'll find you the line. So for clarity for anybody who's listening, there was a period of time on the Ella Funk album um, where Black Eyed Peas had a song you might be familiar called Let's Get It Started. Yeah. You probably are familiar because it's it's big. It's a pretty important, popular song for the group. One of their one of their early biggest singles, really. Not quite as big or important as Where Is The Love, but... Not every song's got Justin Timberlake on it, but that's not the point. So, um, Let's Get It Started was fairly popular at the time when this album came out. Ella Funk, I believe, was released in, what, 2003? It was 2002. 2002. So, it was released in 2002. But here's the thing about that song, is that that was indeed a remix of the original song, which I will allow you, humble listener, to go to the album Ella Funk, look at the third track and fill in the blanks from there because I don't want to say it. It's probably the only thing uh, from the 2000s era of the Black Eyed Peas that I don't enjoy. Mm. Mm. So here's the line from Apple D. We need to give the names of the people in the group later. Yeah, because yeah, it's not only it's two people. very strange. Uh, so the lyric is... Uh, Bob your head like epilepsy up inside the club or in your Bentley. 
That's oh, what he it's said. not even that good of a rhyme. That's not a good line at all. It's unfortunate. They're just trying yeah. to find a way to put epilepsy in there. Yeah. Tyler, would you like to speak to their names? Yeah, we'll talk about them. You've got Will I Am, which is, let's, I mean, main non behind the scenes member, I guess you could say, out of the most prominent members that the people know, which is mostly him and another member known as Fergie. Mm hmm. Fergie Fresh. Uh, Will I Am is no the, longer with us. No longer, no. In the Black Eyed Peas. No. Well, she didn't she start there anyway. That's true. No, they they had already been, recorded sure the, there. the album by the time that she yes, joined the, time she, yeah. uh, the uh, uh, Elefunk album. Yes. They, had re- they had recorded it, and then she joined the group, and then she went on and like sung on a few tracks yeah. and was added to it. But right. the album was completed. It was done. She's far more involved with monkey business. Mm, yes. In fact, monkey I would business. argue that she's probably the focal point of monkey business. Yeah, it's a bummer. Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that part as it goes along. Yes, go ahead. Then you've got... Uh, Apple, the app, as we know, and Taboo, both of which are uh, important because of their musical contributions. Although there are, I mean, Apple, the app does has many. They both have vocal contributions, really. They do. That most people don't know. Most people think it's just Will I Am and Fergie, and most people don't know that it existed before Fergie. And most of them don't realize that it existed before Ella Funk. Yes, well, it's true. Mm-hmm. And there I think albums. we all wish that we thought that they stopped making music in 2010. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Basically, yeah. Basically, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't really remember. They had an album in 2018 called "Masters of the Sun, Volume One," mm-hmm. and I don't really remember any songs from it. I don't believe Fergie was on it at all. She no, was not. She was not. She no. stopped. She was no longer with the group. I believe in around like 2015. J. Ray Soul. 2016. J. Ray Soul is on it. Yes, yeah. Jerry Soul new, is now a uh, mo- member. Uh, yes, a new member. The, it, it seems like that member has not been, I guess, yeah. kind of brought into the fold in the same way that Fergie was, but I think it's because they haven't had the same level of exposure. But at the same time, I say that, but if you go to like the Black Eyed Peas page, it's not like they aren't still receiving a lot of listens on the songs from the album that came out this year, Translation. And that album which I found initially surprising, but then thought more about and realized it wasn't as surprising. Very heavy Latin roots. Yes. Yeah, I read a, or I saw an interview Will I Am did about it, and he said he grew up in a household with Mexicans, is what he said, which hmm. is interesting. Okay. And uh, that he was, every, he said everybody is influenced now by his Latin music, and I am too, basically. Yeah. I mean, it's important, like, you have to admit that, like, Latin beats and Latin hip-hop are becoming more popular in the mainstream, which is not a bad thing at all. And Taboo is also um, originally from Mexico, so it makes sense that if there's a member who... Because, like, if you think about it, and I don't, like, I'm not doing this in what would be a a racial way as much as I possibly can, people would usually associate hip-hop with black people. And so in your head, you would look and say like, oh, well, Will I Am's in that, so I guess it makes sense. But then somehow, if Will I Am is in a Latin group, even though there is a, you know, a, a Mexican-American within that group, and you would be like, well, that doesn't make sense. It, it does make sense, because the, the members are all from different parts of the world, really, yeah. because Apple D is also Philippine, a Filipino. Filipino. Yeah. So. It, it still goes back to people just being unaware of the fact that, and I, don't, I mean, I had an awareness that Black IPs were anything other than, in my opinion, just Will I Am. Because let's be real, right? But you know, the other people that are contributing are important. Yeah. So, and they, and especially like the music, the lyrical stuff, and 
uh, like the lyrical delivery is not where you typically will find, like that's not where you find um, cultural influences. It's in the musical aspect, which is where the sure. rest of these people are living more so than in lyrics. So get over it, dudes. Yeah. Yeah. So the female singing role is the one that continues to float in this, in this group. I mean, Fergie right. is the longest running member. The second, second female Yes. Yeah, because there was a Kim few. Hill was in from ninety five to two thousand. Yeah, and then you had Fergie, and then you had we've had two since then? No, uh, we've had one. No, so there must have been one in between. Only J. Ray Soul. Is or that, has there only been three? That, that yes, person is three. Okay, yeah. Because Fergie Fergie left and then they really didn't J. Ray Soul kind of came in by the because they weren't really doing anything from no. two thousand ten to two thousand eighteen. So. Well it's weird too, because she had a Fergie had a solo album. Which I don't know if she had about. more than one or not. Do you know? I, yeah, I, I think she, she had more than one. I thought she only had the one. I mean, she only had one important one. Yeah. Uh, we had an, the initial vocalist, Dante Santiago, was only in 95. So there's the No, it was one. only one. It was only the one? I think. No, it, it looks is, like she had Double Duchess in 2017. Yeah, Double so, Duchess. Oh, I remember but that. But no, I, I don't had, think there's really any song off of it, really. It didn't have the MILF, Milf song? Money. The MILF yeah, Money. Yeah, I remember that song. Oh, that song. MILF Money. You should play that song. Play that song. All right, play the song. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who's in it though? It has a it has a featured artist. Who's in it? Do you remember? In Milf Money? No, yeah. there's no featured artist in Milf Money. Oh, so. maybe it's just Kim Kardashian's in the music video. That's entirely possible. That that album, that the newest one from 2017, has Rick Ross and Nicki Minaj on it, and Axel Jack. Does anybody know who Axel Jack is? No. Um, but Milf Money does not. I which believe... is stylized as M I L F dollar sign. Yep. For anybody looking. Axel Jack's only credit is that song. I don't know what it is. Fair enough. Let's listen to MILF Money. Yeah. Pretty straightforward there. Yeah, I solved the mystery good. of Axel Jack. Oh, you did? Go on. Axel Jack is her son. Oh, my. Oh. Axel Jack Dumal, who she's married to uh, somebody named Dumal. Josh Dumal. I think he's an actor. I was going to say, you need to finish that thought because you said Axel Jack, she's married to. Axel Jack is her son, Jack, Josh Dumal, who is on uh, soap, operas, soap operas and on the show Las Vegas. And other things as well. Okay, I do. I do yeah. like that you want to play milf money so bad. But let's be real. Like she has three once again phenomenal tracks off the Duchess. That's true. London Bridge, you cannot yeah. deny. Bop, bop. Fergalicious is better than what I would have like. Go, I returning, hate that. I hate we're it. Returning I back hate on. I like Fergalicious. I hate Fergalicious. I have a different. I think I have a different relationship with it than you do. That's possible. So. I have a very long storied relationship with the Black Eyed Peas. And actually, you know what? I think now would be a good time to explain where uh, my love for the Black Eyed Peas comes from. So I had already originally enjoyed them. I don't remember what was the specific song off of Elefunk that I enjoyed. Uh, I would probably say it was Shut Up if I had to make a pick. I That's think that was song. the one that I got pretty into when I purchased the album. I believe it was the Walmart edition wow dude and i believe that the 2002 walmart edition of that song still had the original let's get it started song on it which is it gone you, now 
Because uh, it's not gone on Spotify. What I'm saying is that Walmart would have um, the edited versions of albums. Oh. And so I don't know that Walmart... They would do that. You always had to take a, a double look. Yeah. So anyway, so that was when I first... And then I enjoyed Monkey Business. Monkey Business had many songs that I enjoyed. Again, we have Pump It, which samples uh, the song... Miserloo. Yes, thank you. Which the Dick Dale. The, yep, the Dick Dale. Ooh, which, boy. Which was used in Pulp Fiction. Yep. So the Dick Dale version. Gotta of get it. excited about that. I love "Don't Funk with My Heart." That's that is a, a song. great song. My humps will forever be a two thousands classic. Yeah, and women will always be singing it in clubs. It's true, and, and I, there's nothing wrong with that. And I like "Don't Lie." Um, That's a, that was a popular one. But here's the thing: this is this is where my true love of the Black Eyed Peas comes from. Many people not. I'm gonna say most people probably don't remember it. It is not on the Wikipedia page. It is. I, I only remember it because I played it so much. But there was a Sims game that was called The Herbs. It was a whole Sims game where you traveled from different, like, kind of locations that were kind of, like, party-based. Like, there was, like, a really, like, high-life scene. And then there was, like, a punk scene. And then there was, like, a bunch of, like, like uh, a bunch of people, like, living in, like, a train station. It was, it was there's a lot of stuff going on uh, in this in this game. But the game features all of the members of the Black Eyed Peas. And the music within the game are like are the um the, their music, but like the the lyrics are all jumbled as if they were they're Sims simmed. lyrics. Yeah, yeah. they're Sims Sim lyrics. And I loved that game because I loved the Sims growing up, and so uh, I was like, I'm gonna play this game. I it's remember, got Black Eyed Peas in it. It's got the Sims. I'm I done. remember that game. I didn't play it. I remember when it came out. It came out two thousand four. I remember that game. That was where my love. Look at you. Those were my love. Also, it's it's an. You odd... find all of your loves on video games. I really do. That's where like most of my musical like knowledge came from is video games. Like Guitar Hero brought me into a lot of rock music. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. Undoubtedly. Listen, <laughs> we can't. I know that. I don't know if we can stop talking about. I don't think so. Tony Hawk. Um, and then like it's funny too because uh, Black Eyed Peas also like later on I think it was like 2012 or something like that they had that like Let's Dance game. Oh, yeah. Which, like, they weren't even releasing music for, like, two years. So, like, why did they decide that that would be a good time to have them come in for a video game? But that's like two that video games that Black Eyed Peas are associated with. That's weird. I first, my first introduction to Black Eyed Peas was, I believe, at a middle school dance. Mm. That makes sense. So, there you go. They would have played Let's Get It Started. Yes. Started. The, the, it had to be... I think... Actually, I think my first has to be uh, Where's the Love? Like I, I, I remember sense. Justin Timberlake being on it, and like the music video was pretty good, and then like the hip hop dance stuff came out, and like they were like the biggest band. It's interesting because, like, I don't know if very like any other group during that time dominated the two thousands like they did, like O two, O five, and O nine. Yeah, not like that even way. that two thousand nine album and that so the songs from that album. Yeah, like, yeah, well, Boom Boom so Power big. Big was yeah. big. Also, they're the only one. I mean, I'm sure you all read that they were one of the only uh, groups to have but two songs at one and two on the Billboard Hot 100 for like oh, wow. yeah. forever. Yeah. Like months and months and months and months. It was a big off deal. Off the same album. Mm -hmm. Off the yeah. same album. You have two songs that are so big that they're just like, who cares if it's one or two? It's just they both go there. That just shows how much the album sold, honestly. Yeah. Like that. that's kind of the, the testament to that. 100%. But yeah, I, I really like um, the I Got a Feeling song too. That's a pretty good song. Yeah, tune. that's the one I don't like right there. I'll say it. 
I don't love it personally, but I see the merit in that song. It, yeah. I mean, it's basically where is the love too when you look at it. Yeah, I, well, it's been overplayed for me. You know how many times I heard that? You heard, you know, what it's like small yeah. town, small yeah. town stuff. They're like, what are we gonna put the, the beat's not keys? very good either. That's I yeah. don't think so. Like it, Will I Am contributes like he is like the producer I think for a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. as well as the the rapper. But um, I just don't know. I, I, he's no, he's not like I don't know. He's not as great as people give him credit for i think Ooh. well that's just people don't know the other people but he is an interesting like icon like he's on the i think he was on like the voice and or like a, a judge on one of those voice shows and yeah. stuff and you like see him a lot but i don't know it's in like it's interesting when people that are from groups that are big but you just care about the group and you don't care about singular members have like successful careers outside of that yeah, well, Fergie, I mean, Duchess was it, that stuff was big, but that was in 07. Like, it's kind of hard not to be because you're still in Black Eyed Keys. And Say again, Black Eyed Peas. What, look at me. Look at what we're doing here. Look at what we're doing. You're still in Black Eyed Peas, and uh, you're you're not even actually done making the big big songs. Right. So, it's like she had a solo work, but it's like no one could not love it. Even it wasn't until later when we realized that she can't really sing. Remember that? Those where we days. where we determined that she's not. Okay, here's I'll get into this. This Tell is us. kind of what I want to go. You yeah. know, in 2002, when they were looking for the, a new female artist, she auditioned to be the new female singer. Right. But so did Nicole Scherzinger. Uh-huh. From who, the Pussycat Dolls. Who, yes, went on to be Pussycat Dolls and made did it did the thing on her own because they didn't choose her. So she just like did it on her she did it on her own then with the Pussycat Dolls. And then they toured with her. I know. Which and I thought then, was great. And then but she's like what she did is better than what Fergie did. Out like Sans Black Eyed Peas, she's her stuff's better than Fergie's stuff. I would wow. say you wouldn't say that. I don't really like her music, honestly. I was thinking about like she's another example of somebody that is in like a group that has found success outside of that. Like she's a, a uh, on the mass singer as a, as a judge or a, a whatever you want to call it. Sure. It's not really a judge, um, but like they get her opinion about the music and stuff. But I just don't like. I don't know why she is. This cultural icon, if you will, because Pussycat Dolls is like post Destiny's Child. Yeah, but they they weren't as big. I only really yeah. know, don't you? You can't. Do you know any that. other songs? Yeah, button, but don't buttons. buttons. I don't remember buttons. Yeah, what's buttons? You know it. Play, play it for play because you will know if you when you hear it. That seems culturally appropriated. That is possible, yes. I don't know. I don't think the Pussycat Dolls are better than Black Eyed Black Eyed Peas. It'd be interesting to see what she would have done if she was the one who was in there. But I think that her, it's better than what Fergie's solo career is for me. I'm, of course, I hate Fergalicious, so there you go. I'm, you already spell a lot in Black Eyed Peas. I don't need you spelling in your own career as well. That's fair. She does seem to like that that whole idea of just spelling. Yeah. It reminds me of can. the uh, Gwen Stefani uh, Bananas song. I love that song, Hollaback well, Girl. Yeah, but like those, I feel like the spelling, like what we spelled so much. In it's the true. Mid-2000s. What's funny is the reason I I like Hollaback Girl is is for the same reason I don't like Fergalicious actually. Okay. Because I had I don't know I think I've talked about it before because they all all of them came out in like oh six ish oh seven like oh sevens when that album came out when Duchess came out but uh-huh. that was the single so it may have been released in oh six but anyways my freshman year of high school and in my art class 
my art teacher would turn on VH1 on the television, but cover the blank the screen, so it was just the music. And it's unfortunate because every day when I got ready for school, I put VH1 on, and they you know they play the same songs. Like, let's be real, yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. And we were on as known as a block schedule. So this is an hour and a half long art class. In which case, you're guaranteed to hear these songs multiple times. For and sure. they would play the Killers. Yes. They play uh, over and over. I'm sure. Yep. Yeah, and they would. It was uh you know the song when you were young because that's when mm. Sam Stone came out. Mm. And they would play, um, uh, Fergalicious. Jeez, I can't even think. Fergalicious, and they would play Hollow Bat Girl. Okay. But I liked the Gwen Stefani for some reason. I don't know. Probably because she she used to be punk, and that makes you yeah. feel kind of all right. Right. True. Well, quote unquote. And then, uh, let me, but I hate. Be, let's be clear one more time. Used to be punk. Quote unquote. Used to be. Used to be. Now she's married to a country star. That's true. She's stolen from his from his That's woman. That's true. That was not good. His lady. I saw <laughs> She's a, one time his former wife. Miranda Lambert. She surprised him. I saw him open for Brad Paisley. It's a bad time. doesn't matter. Brad Paisley's a good guitar player. I, I don't need to justify that. Oh, you that. saw him in person. Okay. okay. So he's I saw he's him on my person. new albums for a Brad, <laughs> Brad. A Brad. A Brad guy. There yeah, you go. Go on. Go on. So, uh, so she, it was his birthday. Yeah, and she surprised him by being there. He didn't know she was there. Oh, it was no. at, it was in Indy, yeah. and she was there, and it was all joyous and happy. And then Gwen Stefani stole him without even showing up surprised on his birthday. They just were on a TV show together. That's interesting. Sounds like one person did all the work, and the other person... Are there any other instances where people are like judges on a like show and then fall in love like can you si- simon cowell and paula they Gould. never yeah, actually it. became uh, like in a they relationship they were a thing okay that's totally i can't think of any other real example you can't see Why what happens under happen? the table it doesn't make sense i don't know why does right. she like a country boy uh, he just seems i guess he's a good guy i don't know i don't know good enough guy to cheat on his wife uh, uh, hey real good wasn't uh, Gwen Stefani married to Gavin Rossdale yes, too? Yes, she are, we, was. are we done with Black Eyed Peas? No, it's just Gwen Stefani. So darn interesting. <laughs> well, let's cover on a No Doubt time sometime. All right, we know, will. We I don't will. know what we would do for No Doubt, but it seems like we've got stuff. We'll figure round it out. Table. We'll figure it out. Yeah, let's record round table. It's, then. My, it's my December pick. Please no. He's. It's too late. <laughs> it's in stone. All right, Black Eyed there, Peas. There, there is no December pick. Are um, you, do you want to play the Sim version of one of those songs? Oh, I would love to. Let me oh, see if I can it. find one. It's on YouTube. Can I play more of them? Gee, I'm pretty sure I heard real words. I'm pretty sure I heard that's a quite I heard quite erotic, quite erotic flat top. That's an erotic haircut. I still I still like it a lot. It makes me happy whenever I think about that game. So just a few days ago, the Black Eyed Peas put out another version of Where's the Love 2020. Yeah, it's true. Did you see that? Yeah. You should play a little bit of it. You got it. Children hurting, you hear them crying. Can you practice what you preach? And would you turn the other cheek? Father, 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 help us. Send some guidance from above. These people got me, got me questioning. Where is the love? The love.
So that came out like, uh, I don't know, like five days ago. They also released another version in 2016 called uh, Hashtag Where Is The Love, because that's what we did back in 2016. Mm -hmm. And it's featuring the world, is what they put. Yes. Because it features uh, vo additional vocals from Justin Timberlake, Jamie Foxx, Ty Dolla Sign, Mary J. Blige, Diddy, and uh, a slew of other people. Jaden Smith's on there and mm -hmm. a 40-member choir. And then this version that came out in 2020 features Jennifer Hudson. So the question is, why do they have to keep putting out this song? Why won't? Why will we not love? That's what I was gonna say. I think <laughs> I think the reason is because we still haven't figured out how to love. <laughs> it's just like it's it's interesting that they have to. It's like the "We Are the World" thing. Every like few years, they revisit "We Are the World" because like uh, like countries are still starving. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, let's get more songs out there. That's what we need. More That'll songs. do it. Just continue. Keep telling them. But they basically treated this this video uh, as a, a political ad for Joe Biden, and uh, it's interesting that like the band, the group, will collection will of people. Uh, chose to do that. But you know, well, it seems kind of like it's timely. obvious. It's timely yeah, it because the, the the video, if you watch the video for the love, which is Black Eyed Peas and Jennifer Hudson, go look it up. Uh, it is interspersed with clips of like police violence yeah and other things as well but yes that's i mean that's kind of what the purpose as you can tell is what they're trying to say like why don't we love people why are we treating them like trash you know mm -hmm. like that's kind of what the, they're they're getting at here so like i think it makes sense because it's a political song yes with, yes especially in the way that they're presenting it in this context like you know like the the initial song was you know it's kind of one of those like Oh, where? Why don't we love people? I don't really have a specific, you know, political message, but love. You know, mm -hmm. like it's really easy. But I think they've kind of developed and adapted the song into something that is more than what it was when it first came out. I guess. I think it'd be fun to do like a list of like a favorite song, like pop, pro not 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 protest. But we like, are the world songs. Like love, yeah, like like uh, John Mayer, mm -hmm. waiting on the world to change. Yeah. And uh, sick puppies, all the same music video. Oh, I forgot about that one. Wherever they're like, they got a sign and they're in uh, Times Square or something like that, and they said free hugs, and it's just yep. the video is this guy hugging somebody the entire three and a half minute song. Yep. yep. I think that'd be a fun little thing to do. I agree. Because like a band like Idols, for instance, has mm -hmm. songs like that. Sure. But they are villainized because they are not genuine in the opinion of mm -hmm. certain people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's like pop music has that same exact like where are your intentions and it's like well where who, are your intentions what what you know where like, are your intentions doesn't really matter necessarily stop singing that song <laughs> <laughs> let's let's transition we spent a lot of time on black eyed peas yeah, but before we do right. i'm actually gonna i'm gonna break the format a little bit oh, uh for both of both dirty, of our dirty bird. both of our artists there are comments based on those artists so i will i will bring in patreon early and Patreon user David says, Fergie was in Kids Incorporated. Dan Arbach wasn't. Peace win. Wow. So now we know where one of our patron members stands. We didn't even talk about Kids It's unfortunate that Fergie's the one that is like the cornerstone for his argument. It has to be Fergie, but so, so be it, David. So be it, David. Not my uncle. 
That's the Black Keys. Indeed. That's who it was. They've been around a while. Quite some time. Rock so, band. I, it's longer than I expected, actually. I remember when they came out those, all those years ago. Yeah. They're, it's interesting. It feels like uh, it feels like you know their song from a car commercial. Well, I wonder why. Like, all the time. Every one of their songs, you're like, I think I've heard this in a commercial. That's That's the band. That's the band for me. They're just a car commercial. Yeah, they're just a car. For what? For what car uh, company would they be in a commercial? All of them. All of them. Not just cars, but anything like Nissan, Chevrolet, Burger King. All right, no, all right, all right. right, They are actually one of the most licensed groups. Like, oh, nice. Like, yeah, with all like their... everything that they have, which is very funny because what I found, this is my favorite thing about the Black Keys, Okay, is that there was a time early in their career where they were, somebody had offered them money to um, have one of their songs licensed and they're struggling. They have, you know, they're not doing so well money wise and their manager says, listen, you guys have a following um, of fans who would probably not enjoy you as much if they saw you as a sellout. And so I think this was maybe like back, I don't know, like 2005 or something like that. And look at them now. Like all well, of their songs are like licensed like 3,000 times they over. They sold out before that. They sold out themselves before selling out selling out. So that's why. That's stupid sellout sound. Stupids. I mean... They make me mad. <laughs> they make you mad. Yeah, I like. I don't mind the the Black Keys sound. I appreciate what they're doing, um, but I will say this: I think that I can think of a mid two thousands garage bluesy rock band that has only two members: a guitarist, singer, and a drummer. Yeah, that that they're continually compared to, where the main members hate each other and they don't want to send their kids to the same school. <laughs> Oh I think you're talking oh. about the White Stripes. I think Megan. I am. Megan. I think I am. Megan, Jack. Yeah. Jack and Jack White hates Dan Auerbach. That's what I've heard many times. I mean, it I can kind of makes sense. I can see that. I don't, it doesn't make sense. I've heard this many times, and I've heard that there's, you know, people think that Dan Auerbach stole Jack White's sound. But I don't think, I don't think that. Because White, first off, I like White Stripes more than I like Black Keys. Sure. They're better. I don't care what people oh. say. Does anybody say the opposite? Yes, yes. What? Uh, lots Who of people. Who is out there All right. saying this? I guess we've got to, get, first we have to start here. The music we listen to, the five songs we listen to, are poop, is poopy song. Poop, poop, poopity poop. <laughs> it's not good. Okay? Their later work is not good. It's not, they switched and they put more instruments in there that they can't play live without having more people help them. Right. But their early stuff is much better. Well, it's bluesier. It's bluesier. It's more it's it's more interesting because it well, also there's a difference album to album earlier. You know, it may not be a dramatic difference, but it's just not like the same guitar tone and like same chord type, type like this chord structure, the song structure is like the same from Brothers on. Brothers is the last album I will listen to and I don't like most of it. I only like some of it. I think Brothers is okay. Yeah, it's okay. There are I songs see, I like. But. I see merit in the album, and I enjoy some of the songs off of it. But I mean, I understand what your perspective is on this specific point. Yeah, my favorite album is Rubber Factory from '04. I could see you really enjoying, Rubber which is Factory. a really good album, and a lot of people like um, Stiff Freakness as well. That's one that people think is their best album. Thick. People who people who listen to them prior thick to freakness. yes, Thick Freak Thick Freakness. How you said? Oh, I'm sorry, Thick Stick. Freakness. Sick Freakness is an album that a lot of no. people a lot of people would 
that I've talked to about Black Keys would say is their best album. So the early stuff is like way it's better and it's different. Right. Well, and, they spent like but, the entirety of the the two thousands in a different place than they are now. They spent ten years with like only certain people listening to them. Yeah. And like, then they were a smaller group. They right. weren't a big deal. But I mean, they were doing okay in the area of music that they were like in. You know, yes. like it, it was. It was a case that their albums weren't doing poorly, but they weren't, you know, rich by any means. No. But they definitely, I mean, I, this is definitely one of those instances where I don't really have any qualms in saying Black Keys sold out for sure. I agree. Because they, I mean, like, if you look at, like, what they were doing in the 2000s and then look at how they exploded due to the fact that they put their music in everything mm-hmm. literally everything if you turn on the tv for 10 minutes you will hear a black key song in something gold on the ceiling was literally it was on there like every 10 minutes you could hear that song mm-hmm. it was everywhere yep and it sucks howling for you is the same way like i feel like yeah, both it of those was, songs yeah. you hear for you all was all over the place don't yeah. hear anything from Factor. did you know that uh don't hear and gentle to me on tv commercials their album attack and release was produced by danger mouse uh, yeah, no, it's I'm... weird that they they actually had a working relationship with him. Like, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that they'd be the like that. That's not like the type of music you expect Danger Mouse to be associated. I want to see uh, Gnarls Barkley and the Black Keys do something. That'd be fun. Okay, it'd be interesting. See Low Keys. Ooh, he's uh, leaning in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. see what you're doing. Tell me, it's I'm not even a real like. Tell me, I'm funny. It's Wait, not even a real like go. reference or anything. No, no, not really. But you know what, Jaren? Well, we brought up Tealer earlier, so now we can bring him up for both. Way to go. Way to go, go, Jaren. That's the connection. You've looped it in. I'm going to get back to the point just briefly so we can close it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, like, even their early work that's closer to White Stripes, I don't think sounds like White Stripes. The guitar tones are totally different. Jack White was was much more creative with the guitar, in my opinion. I would agree. And the tonality of it than Black Keys were. I do. I mean, I'm not saying that they're the same band. My my point was was that like they're no, no. they're kind of in the same lane in a certain way. What you brought up is valid though, because it's a thing that everyone says. Yeah. Like that's a common that is a common thing that people are saying. And they're not like Black Keys are from Akron, and White Stripes are from Detroit. They're not far apart, so yeah. it's kind of like. But that's like the Midwest does is like a thing. You know what I'm saying? Right. So and stop. it was and it was during the time. I mean, this is you know when garage rock. Yeah, revival came back. Yeah, the, Kings the, of Leon there. were around there too. They were kind yeah, of in that conversation. Don't even, don't even get me started. What? Yeah, yeah. Don't cool. even. Well, like that. I mean, that's uh, all of them had this, but it all started basically with the White Stripes. I would agree. And the yeah. Strokes. Yeah. White um, Stripes even earlier. Yeah, though. yeah White Stripes. Yeah, White Stripes even earlier. Ninety nine. First release. I believe so. Yeah, we don't I need, think we only did a whole correct. podcast about. it. I know, but I can't. I just can't remember right now. Anywho, Elef- didn't they have an album called Elephant? Yeah, oh three and Elephant. There, there you go. Hey, hey, same year. Are you telling me that the oh Black Eyed Peas were listening to White Stripes? Yeah, their they, debut was in nineteen ninety nine. They cool, were. That's what I thought. They were in cahoots, knowing we'd do a podcast about the Black Keys, and they're like, "All right, here's what oh, we need to do." Oh. So Black Keys, their first album was in oh um, two. Oh two, which is actually a year after White Stripes had already released three of their yeah. albums which was, was 99 2000 and 2001 yep. and really if you think about it like white blood cells is really when their sound kind of like fully fleshed out it's a big album yeah it's a it's the biggest of the, well elephant is probably their biggest album, yes I, bef- I would say so but white blood cells is huge yes so and it's by that point i mean maybe that's why the black key i mean when i was in high school i heard about the black keys i was in high school in the mid 2000s mm-hmm. to late 2000s 
And I heard about Black Keys and a lot of people was like, you should listen to Black Keys. And I never did. But maybe part of the reason that they were not as big is because White Stripes had already released White Blood Cells and it's just like, you're not, people aren't looking, like you're not going to find it now right. in a way. You are because it brings, it brings like notice to a genre. But at the same time, like if you're close enough, maybe people won't. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing too, is that like, I see the merit in the Black Keys. I don't think that they exist like for no reason. And they are very, they, they serve a different purpose than White Stripes. I will never say that like, if you like White Stripes, you like Black Keys. Or if you like Black Keys, you like White Stripes. They are two. They are, they are within the same line, but they serve a different purpose. And it, it's just interesting how that development happened for the Black Keys, where the White Stripes did, I guess, maybe a similar thing, but not really. Where, like, you know, once you get to, like, Get Behind Me, Satan, and then once you get to, um... Oh, I'm blanking. Icky Thump. Icky Thump. Yes, thank you. Icky Thump, um... You know, they've only a little bit kind of gotten away from the garage rock sound. Yeah, kind of, but they just added more pop. Right. That's all they did. But it's not like, it's not what Black Keys did. Right. However, though, because it's still, there are, he like in Icky Thump, he pushes the guitar tonality even further. And it's just like, you know, that the like the guitar in the title track of Icky Thump is just kind of insane. You know, yes. there's portions of it where it doesn't even, it overloads and you can't even... Like, it's just clipping all over the place. And it's right. just like, you know, because he's more oriented in, like, group, in the sound, making sound of the, you know, what sounds can instrument make. But the Black Keys, and it it's part of their creative arc. Sure. I wouldn't say there are any White Stripes albums that don't fit in their discography. Or that are, like, clearly, this is like, oh, they obviously did something here. And this is, and I cannot They're more of a progression. It. Like, you can yes. see what they were doing in their debut. And then by the time you've reached Icky Thump, you can see... From album to album to album, how they've changed. Right. But Black Keys, again, like I would say that, like once you hit Brothers, yeah, it's over. It, it's a shift. It's a yes. big shift. You go from Attack and Release, which is a little bit more of just a traditional kind of bluesy, yeah, you know, some it's indie on the, elements. It's on the edge, certainly. Yeah. And then Brothers just explodes with this really big production style of blues rock, which is still you can. It's very much rooted in blues rock still. But it's its own version of blues rock. It's right. like this, like they're so weird to me because it's like they, radio blues rock. Yeah, yeah, I. But like, who else has ever? I mean, that I will give them. You know, kudos to them. I can't imagine anybody else really doing a radio blues rock sound. I can't think of anybody else who really did that. Yeah. You know, like it's different for sure than what was going on in those two thousand years when you have the garage rock, the post punk, the you know, so on and so forth. Uh, no, a new wave or anything like that. They were just doing straight up blues at that point and finding a way to make it popular. And I can't really think of any of those two thousands bands who were really kind of focusing in on the blues aspect of their sound. So no, not really. I do. I will say that they, like, if I if there were a time period where I would say that they have copied, let me, I'm just going to close out that idea. Mm. It, I would say it wouldn't happen until then because the guitar tonality changes to like really heavy fuzz, but like in a like not in a dirty way. It's super clean and it's just weird. And that's when they kind of, and I'm, I don't know, maybe that was, I mean, Icky Thump was a pretty big album for me. I remember it being big. I remember people being like, yeah, you know, so maybe they saw that and they're like, let's just put a lot more fuzz on the guitar. I don't know. Maybe they did that. Cause brothers was, 
what brothers would have been a few years later i think it was 2009 yeah, something like that up, i think it was 2007 six, yeah six or seven so it'd been two a couple of years later but it just seems like maybe they did kind of take a little bit of a tonality thing but it just really is like i it's just kind of weird because when you clean up the production on it like what they've done it almost like loses everything like blues has never been about that no so it's I just it's just kind of again it's like so much in the guitar tone at that point and the way that it's like being played and it has not really a lot to do with the actual like act of playing blues right it's more of just like we were inspired by what blues sounds like and we turned it into a pop song yeah yeah it's all pop songs basically also i've been told patrick Carney's not a good drummer don't know i did see black keys once you mentioned that, and go I will on. actually go ahead and throw it to Patreon again at a uh, different than usual spot in the episode because one of our patrons has also seen oh. the Black Keys live. This is from our Patreon user, John. He said, I saw the Black Keys at Southgate House in 2005, and Patrick Carney was playing so hard that he broke the head on the snare drum. Only time I've ever seen that happen. Hmm. So... Sam Lime playing drums, relevant. Better place to see him. I saw him at what is now Klipsch at the time was Verizon, I guess. They opened for Kings of Leon, who I also saw back when I... I mean, I already was not happy with them, but I was going to see them because of whatever. And they played lots of old songs, so I was happy with the set. You're welcome, Kings of Leon. Stop making music. What year was this again? 2010. 10? It was right after Brothers came out. See, that makes sense. I guess it's... uh... I find it interesting, John. Kudos to you that you went and saw Black Keys in two thousand five, because like you know, like that shows early. that you, yeah, it's very early for them. Because again, what their debut was two thousand two. Yeah, so um, it's only three years after they came out, and not when they had any kind of like no. really big commercial success. Rubber Factory came out in 04. and I don't even know if they had, Cosmic. What was it called? Um, uh, something Egg. What am I thinking of? That next album. Uh, that would be uh, Magic Potion. Magic Potion. Yeah, see that wasn't out. So Cos- Rubber Factory would be sure the Cosmic last release. Cosmic Egg is a Wilco. He likes album. Star. It, it, Cosmic Egg is a is a um, Wolf Mother album. Yeah, it's a Wolf, and it's a not, wolf Mother, and it's right. not very good. Uh, Just Magic to their Potion. Video. Magic Potion. The cover of it has an egg looking thing on it. Okay, that's where it got me. Uh, John actually probably saw them at like the best time to see them. Really, that is that is kind of look like an egg. I agree. I think. I mean, they would have been like right after Rubber Factory. Yeah. And it would have been just right around those three albums where they were kind of sticking to the sound that their early fans were into. Mm-hmm. And I do, like, you know, I wasn't into them in the early 2000s, and I wasn't into them in the early 2010s. I've never really been super into them, but I would love to pick the brain of somebody who was into the Black Keys, like, back in the early to mid-2000s and see how they feel about the last 10 years of the Black Keys career. I could probably tell you. Not good. That's what I wonder. Is like maybe I, they like the progression though. I don't know. All right, so I'll I will tell I will do the anecdotal thing. I like I learned about Kings of Leon in 2006 when only because of the Times came out, which I thought was a really good album. Up until that point, they had two prior albums that people thought were really good. The first one that thought was good before, like because it was kind of stripped down. Then the second one thought was good because it was like kind of this mixture of stuff, and then. Uh, because the times came out and it was like a, one step further and it's kind of like the pinnacle of them trying to change their sound because from then on it wasn't good only by the night came out they blew up and it's that album is garbage it's not good they have not made anything since then that has been as good as it as their previous work and now i mean it's just gotten so bad because they continued to make it that i can't it's, sometimes it's just really difficult for me to hold their first three albums 
to high regard in my mind anymore. Like every time I think about it, I'm like, man, maybe I really don't even like those albums that much. You know, I think I still think that they're good, but I don't know that I really care for them all that much. It used to be because of the times was an al- one of my favorite albums. I really thought it was really good. So like sometimes when they make a shift like that and you're, and you know, they started something because that's what they've done is you've just overdone it. Like you've like, Oh yeah, you make a little shifts album to album and you change a little bit and then you just overdo it. And then you're like, yeah, well you're too far now and there's no going back. And now that everyone likes you, now I have to be annoyed by it. That's the other thing too, is like, if you liked them before they got big and you really don't like the sound they got big on and now everyone likes it and is playing it everywhere. It's pretty annoying. I, I do think that like, that is such a, and we've talked about this before. It's such a weird thin line of like making the exact same music across every album and making dramatic shifts from things that fans are going to like, you really have to tow a very, very like cautious line of I'm changing enough that you stick, that you stick with us. So you're not bored with what we've done, but you also aren't like so confused by what we're doing now that you're like, what happened? Who are you? I think maybe sometimes bands just need to be realistic because like we've also talked, there's no reason there's like, it's okay to make the same an album after album stuff. That's like the same sound as long as it's all good. You know what I mean? If you continue sure. to make good music, which is sometimes difficult to do in that, with that idea and it's changing is always good, but maybe you should just realize that like at some point you've like, you've changed over so much that there's nothing from the original thing left. And maybe it's just not time to do this anymore. Speaking of uh, artists making weird shifts in their sound, I think now would be maybe a good time to talk about the Black Keys' other project that perhaps uh, isn't what many people would expect from the Black Keys. All right. Uh, uh, did you guys look into Black Rock? No. No? Jared, you said you did. You told me about it. Yeah. So, it. so Black I've heard, Rock... I've heard some of it, though. So Black Rock is a... Is technically a studio album by the Black Keys, um, but it is very different from the Black Keys. It came out in 2009, before Brothers, um, and it is like alternative hip-hop. And it's very strange, like the way that it's formatted. It has a ton, a ton, a ton of like, you know, fairly important hip-hop artists. We've got Q-Tip of A Tribe Called Quest, Ludacris, Most Def, like... RZA? RZA, yep, and the late old Dirty Bastard of mm-hmm. Wu-Tang Clan. Like, uh, how did that happen? <laughs> like, it didn't, it's never totally clicked with me, like, how, like, because, again, it's not when they're blown up, you right. know? And even if they, it was a case that, you know, Black Keys had blown up at that point, because really Brothers is when it happened, um, you know, would these would these rappers have wanted to work with like a brothers black keys? Like it kind of is in that perfect It's not of- about that, it's about like Dan Auerbach. He was able to like find success. He's become a relatively like reputable producer and has worked with a lot of people like uh, Kesha, Dr. John, CeeLo Green, a bunch of people outside of the Black Keys and like I it, around that time period, he had to have had some kind of clout within the music industry enough to get those people on his album. Sure. That makes sense. Um, but it's, it's very different. It is not like, I mean, there's not really a parallel in, and like, Oh, you, you uh, play a song from it. I would so love just to say how different it sounds. Tell me how much she loved me and how much she needs me. How she 
I guess what I'm saying is, is I don't know that 2010 Black Keys would have made that same album. No, probably not. Yeah, an album come out last year too. I didn't love it. It's not very good. It, it's it's kind of like classic rock at this point. Yeah, it's that was the one that was a homage to guitar rock. I think that's what it said on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the Wikipedia page. Does it remind you of a classic rock album or or a metal album? It does, but it yeah. doesn't sound metal. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, quote. Let's rock, unquote. Right? That's yeah. Is? Okay. Thanks for letting us know what you're trying to do on here. Glad they clued us in. I would not know what's done. Could just listen to it and sat there. The but. only other thing that I have that I found uh, to be perhaps one of the more uh, unique facts about the Black Keys, personally, is uh, I would have never in a million years guessed that Patrick Carney is married to Michelle Branch. Oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. They met apparently. They met at a Grammy party, and like I wouldn't have like ever put the pieces together of those two people, like the drummer Black Keys and Michelle Branch, or you know. I like Michelle Branch. She's she's might yeah. be the good band. I I don't disagree. She's mm-hmm. a good she's a good artist. I think they're married. Either they're married or they're dating. I'm oh pretty my, sure they're you married. Might have to figure that out. Oh boy. I need to know if Michelle's available. That's fair. She we were, so they're engaged on her birth 2017. Now she had. Expecting their first child in 2018. Married in 2019. Got her. About a year and a half. (laughs) Got her. (laughs) He got her. (laughs) Guess that window's closed for now. I'll come back later, Michelle. Just extend that extend that branch. (laughs) That's it. Throw it out there. I think that's all I got personally. Yeah. I don't think so. All right. I don't really care about him, honestly. Hmm. I never have really liked them at all. I remember songs. When I listen to the song, I'm like, yeah, I know this song. Yeah, I know this song. But I was like, I don't want to listen to this. I just don't care about them. Yeah. yeah I, I was so bored. It's fair. With I what we had to care. listen to? All of it. Anything related to the Black Keys, I was bored. That's a bummer. <laughs> You've been very quiet because you're like, I don't care. I, I honestly don't yeah, care. I just don't like it at all. I guess. Bummer. Well, I'm but, not even that strong. I don't have that strong of an opinion about it. Sure. But... I just don't care about the Black Keys. I think we're on very odd parallels. Where like here, here's where I think we're at. Okay, we were so bored talking about the Black Keys that we talked more about the White Stripes. That's true. So here's what I think is interesting. Okay, well they're not. Nobody claimed them to be. Let me let me say my thought. Oh, let me say my thought. So Jared is apathetic to the Black Keys. Uh-huh. Tyler does not like the Black Keys, yes. and I just really like Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> like we're all like on really weird different I, fronts, maybe. but I, I think we're all voting for Black Black Eyed Peas. I do like early Black Keys. I own you don't. I don't, don't want to speak out. Of I time. own all of their. I do that a lot now. I own all. You're I own rude. the. I own all their early albums, and I like them. That's all I have to say. But they're stupid now, and I don't care. They're mm. dumb. Uh, and El Camino wasn't a good album. And if you, do, I don't care what you say about it. I'll go ahead and say I vote for Black Eyed Black Peas. Black Eyed Peas. I will also vote for the Black Eyed Peas. Oh, I spoke out mm. of turn, huh? Well, you didn't know. He owns... He, how many Black Eyed Peas albums do you no, have? No, I don't, know, I don't listen, none of them. Listen, I can read a room when I'm on a podcast. I never danced... I never danced at a junior high dance to the Black Keys. No. I don't know if anybody really has. Probably not. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe, maybe now. Maybe in Michigan. Maybe since 2010. Yeah. Possibly. So, uh, Patreon... Uh, actually disagreed with us. Patreon, oh Patreon voted for the Black Keys. Oh my! 
on this instance, but but that is okay. Uh-huh. I thought we were going to tie this week, honestly. I really? was pretty confident that Tyler was going to pick the Black Keys. I considered it. But, but now that he's got... Once I heard him speaking, I was like, I don't think so. I'll admit uh, to you that I my decision was... I had decided I was going to vote Black Keys on the way here. And mid-episode, more in the beginning of the episode, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to. Huh. So there we go. You learned about the, the tale of the, the Black Eyed Peas, Black no. Eyed Peas. I keep saying the Black Eyed Peas, but really it's just Black, black Eyed Peas. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, well, I think I just thought about it differently now. Yeah. Makes sense. And uh, again, as always, Tyler, if you don't say anything about Patreon, maybe. Yeah, if you want your voice heard. You know, we'll act like we care about it as long as you give us money. So head on over to patreon.com slash record roundtable. Join on up. Be part of the polls. Say some things and stuff. And depending on how much you give us, we'll think about listening to you. We'll definitely look at it. Oh, yes. And we'll definitely read it on air. But whether it really touches my soul, you know, I'll, I'll, think, I'll think about it. I can be bought. So if you really want to try, I guess you can. But get on over there and join us. We'd love to have you. We like hearing things you got to say. It's really important. And it's um, it's cool. We like it. Having people say things on there. It's fun to see what other people like. We get it, Tyler. I will also say, uh, very clearly, based on this, uh, Tyler is effectively the, the Black Keys, because he's more than happy to take your money. To- yeah, he's a sellout. I'm like selling the- right out, bud. <laughs> what do you want? Here's the deal. You get on there, and you shoot me a little some messages, and I'll make sure to get it before these two boyos, uh-huh. and here's what's going to happen. You send me some money on my own. And I'm be willing to vote for your choice and oh. say nothing else about it. If you want... <laughs> if it's that important to you... Bribery. If... If you would like to subscribe to Tyler's OnlyFans, <laughs> reach oh, out to his Snapchat account. Get on here, out. Get on out and there. And then cash out him at this. Anyways, let's let's close out. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band. Let us know who you think is the good band. Follow us on our uh, various social media platforms and such. Next week, we're talking about Lil Dicky Dale. Goodbye. In this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect from all intellect and let the rhythm affect. You lose the inhibition. Follow your intuition. Free your inner soul and break away from tradition. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Should really be saying this for the Pussy Guy Dolls episode. Listen to my buttons, baby. Yeah, that's it. Uh huh. You know you both. So you do remember it. I this kid's full of shit over here. I'm sorry. He's a liar. Like, I don't know this song, but I do know all the words. <laughs>